This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. So we're going to transition into our word service right now. Hallelujah. We're going to be coming out of Philippians, the second chapter, starting at the fourth verse. Philippians 2, starting at verse 4. What is happening here in Philippians? The, this is one of the prison epistles by the Apostle Paul. We know the Apostle Paul wrote 13 books in the New Testament portion of the Bible. Amen. He was imprisoned by Nero in Rome. So he was writing to the Philippians who were in a uh, more uh, eastern part of Europe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Encouraging them. Amen. Hallelujah. To look at the example of Christ. Amen. To look at the attitude, the mind of Christ, how Christ did things. Amen. As he encouraged them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is the setup as we look at our scripture here in Philippians, the second chapter, the fourth verse. I am reading from the Amplified Version. Okay. so here we go. And it reads. Excuse me. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have the same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility. Next slide. Next verse. We're in verse six now. Who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God as one with him, Possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature of, of deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted, as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it. Next slide, next verse, please. Verse 7. But emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, he became completely human, but without sin, being fully God and fully man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Paul's encouraging the Philippian believers to, to look at the example of Christ who left the comfort of heaven, the blessedness of heaven, to put on flesh the privileges of heaven, the glories of heaven to put on flesh and to come and die for you and me. Hallelujah. Listen, how do you know somebody loves you when they do something where they have nothing they can receive in return once they do it for you? Jesus was so humble, was so loving that he left this place of comfort to die as if he were, and we know he was not, a sinner. The innocent died for we, the guilty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Saints, we need to understand this about our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. As he walked on earth during his earthly ministry, 
Hallelujah. And I'm inspired by a conversation I had with my mother. Amen. And I know this is a doctrine that's out there. Hallelujah. In the scholarly world. Hallelujah. So to take no credit for it. Hallelujah. But to God be the glory. Amen. That Jesus was the most dependent person on God, Father God, that ever lived. What? He's God. How can he be dependent? We notice that he gave up the privileges that he had in heaven and humbled himself to become a man. He was fully God still, but he was a man as well. And during his earthly ministry, he was dependent upon Father God. So with that in mind, let's look at, hallelujah, next slide. Our title today is The Humility of Christ. The Humility of Christ. The Humility of Christ. Won't you pray with me, amen, as we pray over this word service today. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you for every soul gathered here, both in person and online, Lord God. And now, Father God, we need a word from you. And you've given me this task, but it's far, far too great for me. I depend on you. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Have your way today. Preach today. Teach today. Fill your people to overflowing. Meet them at their place of need, Lord God. And soften their hearts that they might receive from you like never before. We thank you today. We praise you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, let somebody say amen. Amen. This is not how life works today. We're not dependent on God. We're dependent on me. I don't trust anybody but me. I'm going dolo. I'm going solo. It's all on me. I don't trust anybody. I got it. It's me. I'm grinding. I'm working this out. Don't nobody care about me but me. And this type of attitude is anti Christ, hallelujah, even from a religious standpoint, hallelujah, I'm going to keep the Lord myself. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to please God myself. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So how are you going to do that? Life was meant to be dependent upon God. We are to live in concert with God, drawing from him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Leaning on him, depending on him. This is anti-modern thinking. This is anti, dare I say, and I could be in trouble for this one, anti-American. To depend on somebody else, especially somebody I can't see. How does this work? Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Let's look at the definition of emptied, amen. There is a uh, theory, it is a, uh, not theory, there's a doctrine called the kenosis, amen. So let's look at this word emptied, amen. It would be of no reputation in the King James Version, hallelujah, the word, hallelujah. And it came from uh, Ephesians 2 and 7. And this word in the Greek, its original root word is keno, uh, hallelujah, kenoo to empty out or perceived as valueless. So Jesus was perceived as valueless in his earthly ministry to many that saw him. Hallelujah. Not all. We know many became saved. Amen. Hallelujah. But many, hallelujah, if not most, saw him as valueless. He laid aside equality with 
or the form of God, and this is said of Christ, amen. Like I mentioned before, he left the privileges of heaven. He renounced the right to sit on the throne continually and left the throne, amen, at, uh, the right, at the right hand of God and came down and put on flesh to come and die. What was Jesus' mission? To die. Our Lord came to die. God came to die for you and me. Let's move on. Next slide. From the GodQuestions.org website, the term kenosis refers to the doctrine of Christ self-emptying in his incarnation. The word comes from the Greek of, the, of Philippians 2 and 7, which says that Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. That's from the ESV version. The word translated emptied is a form of uh, kinoo, which fr uh, from which we get the word kenosis. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. It is better to think of Christ emptying of himself as a laying aside of the privileges that were his in heaven rather than stay on his throne in heaven. Jesus made himself nothing as the NIV translates in Philippians 2, 7. When he came to earth, he gave up his divine privileges. That's from the New Living Translation. He veiled his glory and chose to occupy the position of a slave. The kenosis was a self-renunciation, not an emptying himself of deity, nor was it an exchange of deity for humanity. Jesus never ceased to be God during any part of his earthly ministry. He did set aside his heavenly glory. He also voluntarily refrained from using his divinity to make his way easier. During, earthly ministry, during his earthly ministry, Christ completely submitted himself to the will of his Father. That is a dirty word. Submit yourself to the will of another? Oh, my God. Not in 2021. Not me. You know, you guys heard me complaining about yes, last week to God, my, my testimony, how I wanted to give up. You know, things got hard and I wanted to give up. You know, that's really a sense of pride. It's like, Lord, I don't accept your will as my will for my life. So, Lord, you must have been wrong. This is all I'm, this is what I'm saying. If, if, if we play it out, this is what I'm saying. I don't accept your will as the ultimate will for my life. So I'm going to quit because, God, you were wrong. There's something better for me. Because, Lord, I, I, I'm too old to be going through this. That's, that's what I was saying. But sometimes in the will, if we, we look at Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It was difficult. Think of it this way. You are filthy rich. You're wealthy. And you set all that to the side so that you can live outside and be homeless. This is what Christ did. And be homeless for the, and suffer for the sake of someone else who can't pay you back. This is what Christ did for us. And this is the kenosis. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Jesus chose to de be dependent on Father God. He chose. It was an act of his will. He chose to do this. No one made him do it. Father God didn't make him do it. The Holy Spirit didn't make him do it. He chose to do it. Amen. When God made all of us, when God made man, hallelujah, the expression of his love is he gave us a free will. God wants to be chosen. His will, he wants us to choose his will. He won't 
force his will upon us. He will be a strong influence upon us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But he wants us to choose. Amen. All of you chose to get up this morning and come to church. Nobody had a gun to your head. Nobody made you. I didn't call everybody. You chose to. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife chose to marry me. I chose to marry her. We chose to have these children. We have free choice. And so did Christ. He wasn't made to do this. He chose to do it for you and me. Hallelujah. To be dependent on the Father. Let's read. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're going to John 5, 19. What's happening here is Jesus, this is after the account of Jesus encountering the man at the pool of Bethesda. Man was, uh, had an affliction for 38 years. And we know the story. He couldn't make it to the pool that the angels came to uh, every now and then to uh, bless the water there and anyone who stepped in the water first got healed so the man said he couldn't make it there first someone would always make it before him and Jesus healed the man but there was a problem problem with the religious leaders of the day he did it on the Sabbath Uh oh how dare God heal somebody on the Sabbath all right so this is the account this is Jesus responding to the the, uh, the religious leaders uh, protest against him. He says, so Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. He was referring to himself of his own accord, unless it is something he sees the father doing for whatever things the father does, the son in turn also does in the same way. I just read John 5, 19 amplified version. Here Jesus is telling you, amen, hallelujah, I'm totally dependent on Father God. So Jesus in his earthly ministry operated with an attitude, operated in a, uh, a mission-centered way by knowing that he would be de totally dependent on Father God. Why not us? I know as a man I've tried to do a lot of things during my walk with Christ where I'm strong enough, I'll lift this up, I'll do this, I'll put this burden on my back, I'll do this, I'll save the day. What I'm really saying is, God, I got this. You could chill right now, God. Sit in your lazy boy, sit in your massage chair. I got it, I got it. Did I really have it? Even as a pastor, amen, it's a temptation, amen, for for the pastor to try to save the day. The pastor knows everything. The pastor's going to uh, counsel you on financial matters. The pastor's going to fix your marriage. The pastor's going to teach you how to raise your kids. The, pa the pastor's such a great man. We, we pastor, 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 pastor. We get to the place where the pastor supplements God, gets in God's way. The pastor's job is to work him, him or herself out of a job. Will you learn to be dependent on God for yourself? Just like Jesus was. Christianity is not you being dependent on the pastor. Christianity is you learning to be dependent on God for yourself. And this is a huge, huge issue in our churches. Let's take it to a broader sense. Life is not to be dependent on the president. It's to be de 
dependent on God and then do the good works and the good fruit that God has put in you to contribute to the greater well-being of society. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What can I do to be a blessing to someone else who can't be a blessing to me? But I can only do that once I've received the blessings from God for myself. When I'm blessed, I'm blessed to be a blessing to others. Amen? Hallelujah. So Jesus was totally dependent on the Father. Next slide, please. The words of Jesus, not my will be done. Not, not my will, but thine be done. Next slide, please. We're going to Luke 22, 42. I'm reading from the King James Version. This is Jesus in the God, in, uh, on Mount Olives. Amen. He, he uh, knows his times, uh, his earthly ministry is about to be up and he's about to be crucified. However, we must understand that Jesus was fully God, but fully man. So this is his man, his human nature speaking here. Not a human nature that was stained by sin, but a human nature nonetheless. And he says, while he's praying uh, to Father God, he says, Father, if, it be, if, if thou be willing, remove this cup. What, this, what is this cup? This cup of suffering is about to go through. It's about to be crucified. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If, 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 if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Saints, you're going to find yourselves in times when you're in the thick of it. And your human nature is going to say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this suffering. And unfortunately, in this fallen world, there are times of suffering. It, just what it, it is what it is. I don't like it. I don't want it. But there are times in this human existence where there will be suffering. And it brings us to a place where we have to make a decision. Are we going to follow the example of Christ and be dependent on the Father where we say, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done? Because ultimately, as we go through that shadow of the valley of death and we come out on the other side, hallelujah, there's so much victory. There's so many blessings as we overcome the challenges that were facing us. Hallelujah. Let me say this, y'all. God will never lead you in a way where you can figure everything, else, figure everything out on your own, where you can accomplish what needs to be accomplished on your own. He will always put something great in front of you that you're going to need to depend on him to accomplish. Let's get some examples. Amen. He asked Noah to build a 500-foot ship when something like that had never been built before. Noah had to depend on God. He told Abraham, 75 years old, that you're going to have a son. When Abraham was well past the, the age of having a child, so was Sarah. Abraham did not first depend on God and got Ishmael. But then he learned better, amen, and depended on God, and he got Isaac, amen, and because of that lineage, amen, we got Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. 
Moses was on the backside of the desert and he said, lead my people out of Egypt, the most powerful nation of the world at the time. Moses had to lean on God. Moses was at the sea. God led him intentionally into a trap where he was trapped by the sea and the Egyptian army coming his way. And he had to lean on God for the Red Sea to part. David was the youngest of all of Jesse's sons. The youngest did not get a big portion of the inheritance, but David became the greatest king in the history of Israel. God's always going to present to you something that's bigger than you. That the only way you're going to achieve it is by leaning and depending on him. We get frustrated. We get angry. We say, God, why did you put me in this position? This is too much for me. And he says, you're right. Just lean on me. Just lean on me. Just draw from me. We get aware where God says, you're going to have a business. You're going to be a millionaire. And we go, oh, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You're not. He's going to do it. But God says, I have a husband for you. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm ugly. Nobody's going to want me. I'm old. We never depend on God. Lean on him. Don't start wearing skippy stuff. Showing your body off. You're you going to get somebody. <laughs> somebody that wants you for your body. Or as a man, I'm going to go out and buy I'm a midlife crisis. I'm going to go out in here and buy me a, a Ferrari so I can get me a young girl. Or I'm going to get some fake hair, get some hair plugs. Lean on God. Lean on him. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. The power of humility. The power of humility. Next slide, please. We're going to go to James 4 and 10. We're reading the King James Version. James was the brother, the half-brother of Jesus. All right, his mother was Mary, the same as Jesus, but his father was Joseph. We know Joseph was not Jesus' actual father. He was a man that raised him, but was not his blood father. And James became a leader in the Jerusalem church. And this was the earliest uh, book written in the New Testament. All right. And James is ministering to Christian Jews. They would not call themselves that. They would just be Messianic Jews. All right. But for our understanding, Christian Jews of the day, those that got converted from uh, uh, not converted, those that I don't like the word converted for Judaism, those that went from the Old Testament only and embraced Christ as their savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And um, these individuals were struggling with um, keeping the old covenant as a requirement for being a Christian. So they felt like religiously, if they kept the Ten Commandments and the 613 other laws, that they would make it to heaven that way, that Jesus wasn't enough. All right. This is James's response to them. He says, humble 
yourselves in the sight of the Lord. In other words, stop thinking you can make it to heaven through your good works, through your self-efforts. And he shall lift you up. Who's he? Christ shall lift you up. You get to heaven through Christ. But there's a pattern here. Humility lifts you up, gets you lifted up. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. This word humble in the Greek. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is he, uh, the Greek root word here is tap, tapinoah. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. I need to go to some Greek pronunciation classes. Amen. And some Hebrew pronunciation classes as well. Hallelujah. Anyway, this word means with the believer. Tapino noah means show humility or true lowliness is the word that James used here. It happens by being fully dependent on the Lord. Dismissing reliance upon self or self-government. Their reliance was on their self-efforts to keep the law and uh, try to get to heaven. But self-reliance self would not get you to heaven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. An empty and carnal ego. Uh-oh. The ego is strong. Ladies, you ever want to hurt a man's feelings? Uh, hit him in his ego. No, I don't want you to do that. But we are so egocentric as men and so fragile that if you hit us in our ego, you can knock us out. Don't do that, though. <laughs> but we're so ego-driven. Me, myself, and I, I'm such a great guy. I'm, I'm the most handsome. I'm, I'm the strongest. I have the, the fastest car. I have the best job. I make the most money. You know, when you see these athletes and they dunk on somebody, score a touchdown, they say, I'm great! Until somebody blocks that shot, intercepts that pass, blocks that goal, or strikes them out, the ego is so fragile. It's not me picking on the athletes, amen. I, I, I played sports growing up, hallelujah, but that ego, pride coming before fall. This humble exalts the Lord as our all in all and prompts the gift of his fullness in us. Jesus could only accomplish what he did on earth because he was dependent on Father God. Saints, there were things that we are chasing, goals we want, things we want to achieve within God's will that we will never get to until we truly become dependent on us, on, on God, excuse me. Some of us are dependent on our gift of gab. You can talk someone in selling the Brooklyn Bridge. Some of us are very charming. Some of us are just um, very gen generous and, and, and we, can, we can manipulate people that way without knowing it. And I'm not saying they're malicious uh, intent behind uh, many, much of what we do, but we don't understand that a lot of ways we're getting in God's way. We're not letting God's fullness have his way. You know, when I got with my wife, you know, she didn't, you know, she, we're not together because she treated me nice. Baby girl had up her guard. 
Hallelujah. We together because I was dependent on the Lord. Because really, I was like, man, I don't need this. I can find me somebody that treats me nice. But I said, would that be God's will? I'm not calling her a mean person, but you live in this world. You're a pretty woman like she is. Hallelujah. You get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of uh, people out here who are trying to take advantage of you. So who's this, uh, this skinny dude with the high top fade coming at me in church? I don't know him. All right. The point being, amen, is there are so many things that we can achieve if we become even more dependent on Father God as Christ was. Amen. Let's look at this word lift. Amen. Next slide, please. This word lift is hupso. Oh, hallelujah. It means to raise up, to exalt, to uplift, set on high, to raise the spirits by the blessings of salvation. In other words, like I was telling you, James was encouraging these new Christians who were confused about whether I should still keep the law in order to get to heaven plus Christ. He was encouraged them. It is all about depending on God and God's gift of salvation came through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So as we humble ourselves and we know that it's not all about us and that we need to be totally dependent and egoless and hallelujah. Just not looking at ourselves as the source. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God, especially for salvation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That it's not through my good works. Amen. It's through the work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That we get to heaven and that we can see earthly success. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me hallelujah close with this last set of scriptures. Next slide, please. Saints, humbly work out what God has worked in you. Humbly work out what God has has worked in you. We're going back to Philippians. Amen. We're going to see the end of Paul's discourse to the Philippians in chapter two. Amen. Hallelujah. And see what encouraging words he has to say to us. Amen. All right. We're going to Philippians two and eight. I am reading from the Amplified Version. All right. And this is uh, this is the uh, continuing from verse seven. Amen. Hallelujah. Where we read about the kenosis. Amen. When Jesus emptied himself or, 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 or renounced the privileges of being in heaven and put on flesh and came and died as a slave. Amen. And it reads, amen. Verse eight. After he was found in terms of his outward appearance as a man for a divinely appointed time, he humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the father to the point of death. Yeah, that's humility. Depending so, so much on the father God that you'd even give up your life which doesn't make sense from a human standpoint. Other religions don't understand how does God die? They don't understand that, hallelujah. He died a physical death, his spirit did not die. Hallelujah, his essence, which was God. Even the death on a cross, a humiliating uh, death on the cross. For this reason also, because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, hallelujah. He went through the suffering, he was dependent on God. He leaned on him. He even suffered even unto death for those by and large who were unappreciative of his sacrifice. And what did God, Father God, do? He bestowed upon him a name which is above every name. There is no name greater than Jesus. No name ever greater than Jesus. Next slide, please. Verse 10. So that the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. In submission of those who are in heaven and on earth and even under the earth. 
And that every time we'll confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, sovereign God, to the glory of God the Father. Next slide, next verse, verse 12. So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instruction with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, because he was in prison at this point, hallelujah, continue to work out your salvation. We've all heard that. Work out your own salvation. That is cultivated, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. For it is not your strength, but it is God who effectively, who is effectively at work in you we talked about holiday that god is in us we work out what god works in so we like the first part i'm gonna work out my own salvation with fear and trembling amen but we don't read down where it says god works in you we work out what he works in and we not we need a whole lot worked in oh god let me has anybody really kind of given up? You know, you had a point in Christianity, well, I am what I am, and I'm just going to be what I'm going to be. You know, when I was talking about I wanted to quit, amen, I was, I, was I was displaying that type of attitude. I am who I am. I'm 51 years old. Ain't no more place for growth. I'm going to be what I'm going to be. I'm not allowing God to work in me. I'm taking on the mentality of the world. And Lord, I'm tired. I didn't serve you all these years. I'm just, you know, I'm tired. You, it's time for you to bless me. No, there, there's never a point where you reach where we don't allow God to work in us. Now, that's up to you. That's it's up to you. What choice you make. And it's not even really for me. You know, we're all adults in here. Except for you guys still in high school. Hallelujah. <laughs> gotcha. So I'm an adult. <laughs> Not quite yet. You, you're adult size. You're on your way, though. I believe in you. You're on your way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God sees us as children. Even Jesus mentioned, amen, that we, we, we as his followers should always see ourselves as children in, in the sense of, spiritually maturing children in God. Not, not being irresponsible and, and, and having temper tantrums and all that, but children from the standpoint that a child is totally dependent on their parent for their existence. All right? Hallelujah. So is God who, effectively is, is at, who is effectively at work in you both to will and to work that work that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure next slide next verses verse 14 says do everything without murmurings or questioning the providence of God God's rule God's government God's ability to work in your life which I did 
so that you may prove yourselves. We're going to look at that word prove in a minute. Yourselves to be blameless and guiltless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally crooked. And we live in a morally crooked. There were some trends going on in the world that are very dangerous going on. And the world is calling things that are immoral, moral. And when you protest, when you when you when you uh, express, I should say, that that is not moral, the world will call you immoral. People changing genders. People being with other people that are just like the same sex as them. The world calls that moral. And how dare you question that? That's moral. It's not moral. It's immoral. It's not how we were created. It's not how we're designed. And the creator designed us to function in a certain way. Yes, we all have a free will and we can choose to do what we want to do. But don't call something that's immoral moral. I know that's controversial. But I stand with God. I'm dependent on God. I'm not looking for a fight. I'm I'm just dependent on God. I'm telling I'm speaking the truth of his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to be moral in this wicked, corrupt world world but we only do it when God works in us and we depend on that hallelujah glory to God let me let me make this statement amen hallelujah God loves everybody and as Christians amen we are to treat everyone civil and with love I work with people amen of all different kind of backgrounds and different life choices and I treat those individuals well as best as I can Hallelujah. So as Christians, this is, this is what we are to do. God works in me. God's blessing me to bless them and everyone I come in contact with. I try to treat everyone I come in contact well with God's help, depending on God. But that doesn't mean I agree with everyone's worldview. That doesn't mean my morality is their morality. Amen. And I'm not going to agree with other people's morality that is not God's just because I don't want people to be mad at me. But that's going to take a lifestyle that's dependent on God, that's trusting him. Amen. No, no, we're not to judge and beat people up and all that. Hallelujah. Love them. But you don't have to agree with that. I had a preacher say to me uh, that that he was about to marry uh, a same sex couple. And because his worldview was so tied to this world and this understanding and this perspective, he didn't have a clue that what he was doing was anti-Bible. And I said, no, 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 brother, we got to keep it Bible. We have to keep it Bible. It doesn't mean we're trying to kill everybody and beat people up and try to beat them into believing God. No, we love them into believing God. Listen, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us, including us in here. Hallelujah. All of us. Hallelujah. So it's not so much they're going to stop doing what they're going to do and then go to heaven. No, we have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us. So we show them Christ through our behavior, through our witness, through our, 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 our vocal witness. Amen. Hallelujah. Then God changes the behavior. And we just confirm it. Let me really bring him. Even fornication. It's a sin. 
We just think it's normal now. It's just normal. It's just what you do. It's no big deal. I'll live with someone for a few months, see if it works out. If it doesn't, she goes her way, I go my way. What's the big deal? No big deal. It was just transactional. We just had a transaction. Saints, we have to be connected to God's morality. We're not the holy rollers that are going to condemn everybody and wear all white and beat people up. Amen. However, even in our loving approach to being around people, we have to be the moral, uh, the, the, uh, the moral example for God. Amen. Glory to God. And that's a challenge, amen, because sometimes people will call your names. And sometimes people you really care about will be very upset with you because you're cho- choosing to live your life depending on God, living in, his moral, uh, point, living in his moral point of view. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. That was a little aside. Amen. Hallelujah. Uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally crooked and spiritually perverted generation among whom you are seen as bright lights. You want to be a light? You got to live morally. Beacon shining out clearly in the world of darkness. How can I stand out if I'm doing what the world's doing? But I need God's help. Why? Because I'm flesh. And my flesh wants to do what the world's doing. And my flesh will justify it. Well, I was in love. Well, you know, this body has its needs. Yes, it's a, uh, you know what? Well, I agree with you. It is a bodily need. Amen. That's why God gave us spouses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But if we, but, but it, God must work in us and we work it out. Sometimes he works in us and we don't work it out because we're not depending on him. Hallelujah. You can't do it in your own fleshly strength. This is why the, the Holy Roller Church or the real strict and staunch churches, amen, hallelujah, have so many problems of morality. Because we are trying to do it in our own strength and not be dependent on God, just like Jesus was. Let's look at this word prove, amen, hallelujah. This word prove, and I'm on the same page here, amen, hallelujah. Genome, hallelujah, in the Greek, to emerge, to become, transitioning from one point, one realm, condition to another, a change of condition, growth, amen, hallelujah. So it's saying to prove yourselves, but the, the, the real Greek word is to come into maturity, come into growth, amen. That, that amplified, is a, it makes a different statement, amen, but in the Greek, amen, it means to come into growth in the Lord, amen. Blameness, amen, is another Greek word, and Amemptos, amen, it means above reproach, morally pure. We become morally pure as we're dependent on God. It's not in our strength, because in our strength we'll get arrogant. We'll get judgmental. We'll beat people up that's around us. Doesn't mean we have to agree with their moral choices, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. But we have the morality of God that is working in us, amen, hallelujah. We love the individuals even if they're in a fallen state. But it doesn't mean that we agree or co-sign with their choices. All right. And guiltless, not mixed, not a destructive, uh, uh, 
uh, I didn't put the Greek word there, but guiltless, harmless, amen, hallelujah, not mixed, not a destructive mixture because not tainted by sinful motives or ambitions that what God works in us as we're dependent on us, hallelujah, will produce a life that is morally pure, that is blameless, that even when you have your little hiccups, you go back to God, you depend on him, you lean on him, you know you have his forgiveness. He shows you, hallelujah, what errors you made, amen, you are open to receiving the correction of God and you wipe your, you brush your shoulders off and you get up, hallelujah, and you have a glory to God, another go at it the next day. We've all had missteps. We've all made bad decisions, including me. Hallelujah, glory to God. But if we're going to stand out in the world, amen, hallelujah, we've got to let God work that morality in us. And you've got to question yourself. Some, sometimes, oh God, sometimes our culture has aspects to it. Our culture being our way of life, our traditions, things we grew up with, things that our family members and people around us, there are things about our culture, amen, that are not moral. I grew up, we used to snap on each other, play the dozens. As I got older, I saw, you know, and it was fun to me, and it was just innocent and everything like that, and George Jefferson used to do it on the Jeffersons and stuff like that. I grew up, but as I grew up and I started working with people, and I'm a Christian and I'm snapping on people, amen, people's feelings are getting hurt. Now, this is my culture. We, we grew up snapping on each other, making little digs at each other, joking with one another, but it was damaging people, and people were being confused because uh, on one hand, I'm a Christian. On another man, hand, I'm saying these things about them in jest that are hurting their feelings. I had to make a decision. Did I want to uphold my culture, or did I want to represent Christ? It was hard because I'm used to snap. I mean, used to little digs, little jokes. Folks were getting hurt. And people would actually say to me, you're a minister? I just heard my wife say, um, she's been telling me this for years. I just wouldn't listen. He getting my help meet was telling me, and I was like, no, it's innocent. It's no big deal. It was a big deal. People's feelings were getting hurt. And potentially I was blocking them from getting saved. From something I saw as innocent because it was a part of my culture. My God. So we have to be aware of that. Amen. Let's go to last slide. Conclusion. Amen. In conclusion, like Christ before us, our place of strength, our place of victory as believers is to be totally and utterly dependent on God, as a man, I, I can do things. I can lift a certain amount of weight. I can run a certain speed. I am handsome. I am tall. I am all these things, but it, it, it pales in comparison to what I need to do to depend on God. That means nothing. My life is, I'm anointed. I, my life is to be dependent on God. It's never tell God, sit on the sidelines, I got this. He must be involved. There are some things that God has had prophesied to me and, and, and things that he wants to happen in my life, and they're too big for me. And I have tried to accomplish them in my, out of my ego, out of my self-pride, and, and, and they are hard, too far too hard for me. The only way they're going to come to pass is me depending on God. Just like Christ was, the humility of Christ. 
didn't come down here and say, I'm Jesus, I'm going to do it. He was dependent on Father God. Not my will, but thy will be done. This is a, this is a struggle. I'm not going to lie to you. If you're used to doing things the way you're used to doing it, it's a struggle. But believe me, you, hallelujah, every time I have depended on God, I've had victory. Every time, every single time, every time I've depended on me, I've not had victory or I've had a temporary victory and it fell apart. This church is the Lord's. When I depend on him, we're on a good flow. When you depend on him, we're on a good flow. When I get into my ego, we're headed for nowhere. And I will tell you myself, run! Listen to the pastor. Don't think, just listen to me. No, that is, that is crap. Listen to the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is only when we abandon our pride, our ego, and known or unknown self-reliance. You may be relying on yourself and you don't even know it instead of the Lord, that we can truly walk in God's fullness and be used to accomplish things beyond our wildest dreams. Not our wills, but his will be done in our lives. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. The humility of Christ. God is going to bless every single one in here, every single person online. But there's a way he goes about doing it. When he designed man, man was always intended to be dependent on God. Did Adam make the garden of Eden? Did Adam even make himself? Did Adam make his wife? Did Adam have a pickup line to get his wife? Everything was supplied to him by God. Saints, my job is from the Lord. On the good days, it's from the Lord. On the difficult days, it's from the Lord. All of my coworkers are from the Lord. When we agree, when we disagree, it's from the Lord. This church is from the Lord. My marriage is dependent on the Lord. Me being a father is dependent on the Lord. Hallelujah. Whether my hair grows back is dependent on the Lord. Yes, I've looked into shampoos. I've looked into all kind of things because someone says, it's the shampoo you're using. It's blocking your hair follicles. I looked into it. They tried to get me on like uh, this, these special shampoos that I pay like $100 a month to get. I've looked into it, yeah, back in the day. No, it's on the Lord. Everything's the Lord. I'm having fun with you right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it's, it's the Lord. If the Lord wills it, I'll do it. If the Lord says so, I'll do it. Hallelujah. The dependency upon the Lord is the greatest thing you can do in your life. And God will give you choices at times. Hallelujah. He'll give you choices. Glory to God. Like, what do you want to do? What do you like? What would you have me to do? Hallelujah, glory to God. But nothing that is worth anything in God, I can do on my own. It's all him. And I had to get to that place of humility where I say, not my will, but thy will be done. 
This was the humility of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We want to we want to be victorious. We want to we want to live our fullest life. Amen. Hallelujah. And God know that God's um, interests for you are well. Uh, he has good interests for, for you. Amen. He, he uh, his, his you know, he wants to do things to bless your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Little did I know. Amen. When I'm chasing after the, the, the hip hop girl. Amen. Hallelujah. That he had a wife for me. Hallelujah. That I could not have imagined. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God is good. A mother or children. I couldn't imagine. Amen. Hallelujah. A father. Amen. Hallelujah. Cousins, family, all of you. Amen. It's all Jesus. Not me. Amen. Hallelujah. I encourage you. Hallelujah. Depend on the Lord. Amen. Listen, hallelujah. You don't know this Lord to be dependent upon. You are going about life on your own. You are trying to fight every fight and win every battle. Amen. You're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to make your mark on the world. Well, I want to encourage you, amen, that God wants to bless you in a way, amen, where you don't have to fight that fight and do all those things, amen, but depend on him and you will have the victory, amen, within his will every single time. If that is you and you are interested in having a relationship with God because you know you don't, amen, hallelujah. The only way to Father God is through God the Son, Jesus Christ, amen, hallelujah, who came, humbled himself by putting on flesh, amen, hallelujah, denying himself of the heavenly benefits, amen, and walking as a man, and ministering, amen. And every one of the 32, 33 miracles he did, amen, he was in dependence on the Lord, amen, by way of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. But if that's you, you want a life that's greater than what you're experiencing. You have turmoil on the inside. You're concerned about the pandemic, where we're at. Did I get my vaccine? Did I d do I want a vaccine? Do I want to travel? Do I not want to travel? Do I need a vaccine passport? The whatever all the craziness that's going on in the world right now, hallelujah, you want some certainty, you want some stability. You want a foundation where that is in the person of Jesus Christ. So if that's you, please say these words with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Sincerely and enter into relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And start to receive the benefits. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose on the third day as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as full payment for my sins. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now, if you agree with that prayer, just say amen or so be it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you said that prayer sincerely, amen, hallelujah, you have access to all the blessings of God, but most importantly, a relationship with God where you can depend on him and life, hallelujah's challenges, hallelujah, will you'll be able to overcome through your dependence upon God. He is not a genie. He is a loving father that will mature you, amen, and bless you, hallelujah, in a way that is best for you, amen. Glory to God. So it's not blink and get three wishes, amen. It is a loving father who gives you those things that you need and many of the things that you want, hallelujah, as you depend on him, amen. So God bless you and welcome to the family of God. Listen, we want to be a blessing to our church. We want the gospel to continue. Amen. Hallelujah. We've talked about the humility of Christ today. Amen. If we want messages like that to continue, we need your financial support. 
we do still live on the earth. We live on the planet. Amen. And in this system, amen, we need money. All right. So we need your support. We need your help. And then you can help us in three ways to continue to spread the gospel. Amen. Way number one is you can give online at our website, lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. That is on the screen in front of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can make a donation there. Amen. You will get a email receipt of your donation. Amen. That you can use during tax time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wait, number two. Amen. Is you can mail a donation into us and we can pick it up. Amen. You would mail your donation, your your uh, investment into the church, into the gospel message being spread. Amen. To Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Once again, you would mail your donation to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. And the third way is you can join us in person. Amen. You can worship with us before our word service comes on. Hallelujah. Online. Hallelujah. You can be with us. You can feel the atmosphere. Amen. And you can give in person. We have uh, people here. Amen. We are sitting six feet apart. We are taking temperatures at the door. Amen. We have sanitizer available. Hallelujah. We have an overflow room in the back. Amen. With a TV. Amen. Hallelujah. We are following the CDC guidelines. We are not afraid of the disease, but we are operating with wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, and we are doing that. Amen. Hallelujah. To keep ourselves Hallelujah. Out of harm's way. Amen. Hallelujah. Prevention is, is, is better than a cure. Amen. So we are operating in a way to prevent anything from happening. Hallelujah. We do believe in divine healing. Amen. But we also believe in wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is what we're operating with right now. So come on. You can join us. Amen. Sundays at 11 a.m. at 15 Albany Avenue, Amityville, New York. Hallelujah. 11701. Once again, we are located at 15 Albany Avenue, uh, Amityville, New York. 11701. Amen. We are in the back. Amen. In our sanctuary. Hallelujah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me pray over these offerings. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for the seeds we sow. We sow for the, for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. We sow these seeds because we're dependent on you to bring us a great harvest. Some 30 fold, some 60 fold, some 100 fold return on that which we invest in your kingdom, Lord God, for the continuance of the gospel. We thank you today. We praise you, Lord God, for this seed, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for many blessings upon it, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for your giving. Thank you for being with us today. Most importantly, you know that God loves you. We love you. We'll be back at 1130 next week. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. God bless. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.